Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and I'd like you to cast your eyes back to October 7th of 1982. It was Saturday morning, and yours truly, at the tender age of 10, was curled up in front of the TV with a bowl of cereal and a sense of innocent wonderment. My favorite Saturday morning cartoon had started, and I'd settled in for some epic superhero adventures, because I was going to watch... Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which for me back then was top notch. That was quality superhero animation. There was nothing better. And in this particular episode, which was called A Firestar is Born, Iceman and Firestar attend the annual X-Men reunion, which I find quite amusing. The fact that the X-Men, who have had quite a number of members go in and out, and they are technically a school for gifted youth. The fact that they have a reunion every year just cracks me up. Anyway, we learn how Firestar came to be. It's an origin story about Firestar, but that wasn't the thing about the show that really, you know, piqued my interest. The single most important part of that episode happens about seven minutes in, and it's when I was introduced to a character that forever changed the way I looked at superheroes. That character was Wolverine. From the moment he popped a claw to spear some fruit off the table to eat, I was hooked. And you know, thanks to that episode, for the longest time, I had no idea 
that Wolverine was Canadian. If you haven't seen the episode, he's got, he's really only in it. He's not in it for that long. He shows up there seven minutes in. Cyclops introduces Firestar to one of their newest members, Wolverine. He pops a claw, spears some fruit on the table like a freaking shish kebab, and he says hi to her. But he's got a British or possibly Australian accent. And so my first introduction to Wolverine, I thought he was British. But no, he's Canadian. But up until that point, my top two favorite superheroes were Superman and Spider-Man. The only reason I'm watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends is because of Spider-Man. They were the top two at that time. But Wolverine, with that one opening scene, just vaulted over both of them. And I became quite obsessed with the Wolverine. And I spent a lot of my youth after that reading a lot of Wolverine stories. And so what I thought I'd do here now that we're doing in here with the old season two of Just Another Fanboy and I'm reliving my childhood one comic book at a time, I thought I would start a multiple part episode series event thing here in which I talk about my favorite Wolverine stories of all time. But here's the thing. The one Wolverine story I had never read was his first appearance. Now, he's got two credits as far as his first appearance. His first cameo appearance, he shows up in The Incredible Hulk. In The Incredible Hulk, number 180, he shows up on the very last panel. That is credited as his first appearance. But because it's in the last panel of the book, they also credit his first full appearance as Incredible Hulk number 181. And that's from November of 1974. I've never read that book before. And so I thought I'd go out there and read it. Now I took advantage of a sale going on over at the comicsology.com and I picked the issue up for 87 cents and gave it a read. It was written by Len Wein with art by Herb Trempe, inks by Jack Abel, colors by Glynis Wein, letters by Artie Simic, and the editor was Roy Thomas. Now, let me give you a little backstory. I thought I was going to spend the first part of the episode kind of like I did in the Blue Beetle episode talking about who Wolverine is, his origins, his powers, all that stuff. But I thought, nah, I'll do Wolverine in the same way that Wolverine was introduced to me. You're going to get the information pieced out to you as we go through the stories. Now, Wolverine's a pretty popular character, so you probably know most most of the stuff about him anyway. But just in case you don't, let's talk about it. Roy Thomas at some point had asked Lynn Wein to come up with a character specifically called Wolverine. He wanted him to be Canadian. He wanted him to be small of stature. And he wanted him to have a Wolverine's fierce temper. John Romita Sr. designed the first costume, which is what we see here in this issue. We're going to talk about Hulk 181. But the rest, as far as... Who Wolverine is in this issue, it all comes from Lynn Wein. Now, again, I didn't read Incredible Hulk number 180. Didn't want to spend even 84 cents on an issue just for his appearance there, right there in the last panel. So I didn't buy it. But luckily, in issue number 181, we have, we start, we start open, bleh, we start off the issue with the big old splash page, and there are three text boxes from the instant recap department that recaps the previous issue for you. So I'm just going to read that to you. 
Old Green Skin has been lured to Quebec, Canada as part of a fantastic plan to cure the wild-eyed woods beast called the Wendigo. But where the Emerald Man Brute is concerned, nothing is predictable. So instead of curing Wendy, the Hulk is embroiled in battle with him. A battle that rages through the forest until this gaudily garbed gentleman intrudes upon the scene, claws bared, teeth clenched, his face awash with almost feral fury. And that's that's our splash page. We got Wolverine dead center. He's leaping off of a rock. And you've got the Hulk on one side, Wendigo on the other side. And they're looking at him like, what? And Wolverine saying, if you freaks want to tangle with someone, why not try your luck? against me and the wolverine just goes right for the hulk tells him that the government sent him to take care of the hulk but his claws which he refers to in the comic as being forged of diamond hard adamantium can't pierce the hulk's emerald hide so he goes after wendigo now when he does that the hulk who you have to remember this is the brutish dumb hulk he talks he says hulk smash me no like little man with claws and stuff like that but when the wolverine starts going after wendigo hulk deduces in his puny brain that the hulk or that wolverine is his friend he's like uh wolverine was my enemy now wolverine fights hulk's enemy wolverine must be hulk's friend and so they both team up together to take down the Wendigo. But once that woods beast, as they refer to him, is knocked out and unconscious on the forest floor, Wolverine turns his aggression back to the Hulk. In the meantime, we meet up with two characters that I'm assuming we were introduced to in the, in the previous issue. Marie Cartier, who is Paul's sister, and Georges Baptiste, who is Paul's friend. Who's Paul? Paul is the Wendigo. Apparently, when the uh, recap referred to the Hulk being lured to Quebec to cure the Wendigo, she's the one that did it. And it's not really, while it is to cure Paul of being the Wendigo, it's to transfer the beast into the Hulk. And so as she's fighting Wolverine, she uses some kind of magic freaking knockout gas to knock out the Hulk and Wolverine. And so they go to gather him up. They pull the Wendigo into a cave. They go back to get the Hulk. And then the Hulk transforms into Bruce Banner in front of them. And that's when George's, I'm assuming that's what is, how is, I, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correct. It's French. I don't know if the French pronunciation is still just George, but it's spelled George with an S on the end. He sees the Hulk turn into Bruce Banner and he's like, hey, hey, now, this is a little bit more than I signed up for. We thought the Hulk was just a monster, but he's not. He's a real person. We can't, we can't do this. And so he just walks away. He says, game over, and he leaves. Well, she goes back to try to wrangle up the Hulk and get him back into the cave or get him into the cave so she can do her transformation ceremony when suddenly Banner turns back into the Hulk and he wakes up and Wolverine wakes up and the two of them fight some more until finally the Hulk punches. He he punches Wolverine in the face, but Wolverine sees it coming because frankly, 
You get punched in the face by the Hulk, you're probably going to die, even if you are Wolverine, maybe, possibly. Again, they don't give a lot of information about who Wolverine is in this first issue that he appears in, but they do make it a point to say that Wolverine saw the punch coming, snapped his head back so that he doesn't get the punch full on, and he gets a glancing blow, which, they point out, is still enough to kill a regular human being, but it just knocks Wolverine out. So Marie finds, she, she, she goes to find Paul and she sees that the Wendigo is, he's, he's back and he's angry, but then she finds out that it's not Paul. There's Paul laying on the table in the cave and she realizes that the Wendigo is actually George. And she's like, why? Why did you do this? Why? And he can't talk to her because he's a beast. And he's starting to lose his mind and turn, his, his mind is starting to turn into the beast as well. But in his head, as a single tear rolls out of his eye, he says to himself in his head, I did it because I loved you. And then he trundles off to be the beast in the woods, leaving her there sad crying the hulk comes up behind her and we learn that the hulk despite being an angry brute rage monster he also has a heart and he puts his hand on her shoulder and he consoles her and then the issue ends we don't see any more wolverine at that point he gets knocked out and that's it and we learn very little like i said we learn very little about wolverine in his first appearance, we learn based on what Wolverine told us is that he is a he's working for the government or at least the government, the Canadian government sent him to take out the Hulk. We know that his claws are diamond hard adamantium. We meet at one point in the story some unnamed Canadian military officers, and one of them refers to Wolverine as Weapon X, and he says, the government has spent a great deal of time, effort, and money developing that mutant's natural-born speed, strength, and savagery into the skills of a professional warrior, and despite the few kinks still remaining in his psychological makeup, I think we've done a pretty good job. So, Again, we don't we don't know at this point. They haven't either they haven't established or they haven't or they're just not releasing the fact that he has, you know, his 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 real mutant power, which is his healing. It, it's it's very sparse, very sparse information. I don't even know if they had planned on using Wolverine again after this. They may not have. But as we know, they surely did end up using Wolverine after this. And we never see him in the issue without his claws. He's, his claws are out the entire time in the issue. And that led a lot of people to believe for a number of years, I've heard this a lot, that originally when they originally designed Wolverine, the idea was that his claws were not a part of him and they were just out all the time. They were like part of his gloves and they didn't retract. But based on some research that I did, they did always intend for the claws to be retractable, though the original idea was that they were going to be part of the gloves. And then here's a little, here's a little fun bit of information that I had never heard about. I consider myself a pretty big Wolverine fan. Granted, I haven't read new stuff in a long time, but I consider myself a pretty big fan. But I found this little piece of information that, uh, made me kind of giggle. And apparently there's been a rumor going around for years. It was even part of 
like a uh, uh, bonus feature on one of the X-Men DVDs or maybe the Wolverine DVD or something. But there's been this rumor going around that Len Wein, when he created Wolverine, the idea was that Wolverine was a mutated version of an actual Wolverine that had been mutated into a human. And based on what I found, Lin Wein does not, denies that entirely. And, and it makes him kind of angry, apparently, that people thought that that was his original intention. He, he, the, the quote that I read by him said that he doesn't know where that came from. He doesn't know if maybe the folks who took over Wolverine for X-Men after him, maybe that's something that they had planned on doing. But it certainly was not his idea to make Wolverine an anthropomorphized, wolf, an actual Wolverine. Silly stuff, silly rumors that go on around, go on out there. So if you've, if that's something that you've heard based on Wikipedia, that's not true. And they got their information off of, I think, uh, Lynn Ween's website, actual quote from the man himself. So that's Wolverine's first appearance. So much to know about Wolverine that is not in that first appearance. Because again, I don't know. They may have never really planned on using this character much. Maybe it was just going to be somebody that they would throw at heroes every once in a while if ever a hero got near Canada. But eventually, he was included in giant-sized X-Men number one, and then from there, just rocketed to fame. Now, before I leave, I need to ask y'all, what are your favorite Wolverine stories? Are you a Wolverine fan? Is there a Wolverine story that you want to make sure I talk about? Because I'm sure there are a crap ton of Wolverine stories out there I've never even read. And I'm, I'm going to just assume, based on reaction I've gotten online already, that there haven't been any good Wolverine stories in the last 10 years. Maybe even the last 15. Since Enemy of the State... I'm going to make that prediction right now because I put a tweet out there. I put something on Instagram and I put something on Reddit asking for everybody's favorite Wolverine stories. I explained that I'm going to be doing these episodes and I want to make sure that I come to these episodes armed with all the best information and make sure that I read all the stories that need to be read. I don't want to skip something that people feel is a definitive Wolverine story. And everything I've gotten so far... The newest story is Enemy of the State. Nothing since then are people considering a great Wolverine story. Do you agree with that? If not, let me know. Feedback at stephenorelse.com. So until then, I got more episodes coming at you, more about Wolverine, more about all kinds of other stuff. But until then, I'm just another fanboy, and I'm out of here. That's what I'm trying to say. One of these days, I'll get this ending wrapped up nice and tight like a bow on a sausage or maybe even an orange. I don't know. Probably not. If I was going to get this ending wrapped up real good and something that was going to just flow out my tongue every every freaking episode, I would have done that by now, don't you think? But instead, I just keep rambling and talking and I'm just, I'm no good. I'm no good at it, so I'm going to go. Be nice to each other. Goodbye. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. 
You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at StephenOrElse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at StephenOrElse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at ComicsPodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.